Welcome to Gaming Casual E3 Special Part 2. And if you stuck Woo. around this long, welcome. If this is your first episode, go back and watch the last one. Or listen to the last one. I'm your host, Sedge, and I'm joined by my general co-host, Lightsaber Ninja. A.K.A. King Kegel. And Control Freak. What do you mean, general co-host? I don't know. I say <laughs> I say words, they come out. I don't possess the filter that exists between my brain and my mouth. So... Eh, sounds about right. Alright. But yeah, so we got a lot to cover this episode. So we're just going to jump right into it. Um, also, I uh, Control, I think that you're specialized co-host. <laughs> well, at least I'm not just special co-host. Yeah, no, that's light. Ah. But yeah, no, we got a lot to cover this week, so let's just jump right into it. Um, E3 was this week, obviously, or else we wouldn't be recording this episode. Or we would be, it just wouldn't be about this. Uh, and we got a lot of press conferences to cover, so... We're gonna also, start. it's technically still ongoing as of recording. It is technically still ongoing, but most of the press conferences have finished. So now it's just, yeah. you know... Most of the ones that matter have already happened. Yeah, now it's just gameplay demos and, you know, minor reveals. Oh man, that means that we might miss out on being able to tell people how other people felt playing games. <laughs> <laughs> well, since none of us were able to go to E3... Which, I'm, I'm just going to, before I jump into the press conference, I just want to stress this enough. Conference people, presenters, when you say you can play it today and then follow it up with here on the E3 show floor, it makes me want to <laughs> punch you in the face. Because guess where I'm not? I have, I have a lot of stuff, like a, a lot of little feelings about the press conference to get to later i think we should tackle this giant list first though i i know i just but want... i'm i'm with you i know what you mean it was it wasn't just that they said you could play it today on the show floor there was one in particular at the square enix where they paused like and would you guys like to play it pause for applause yeah then check us out on the show floor yeah, yeah. Yeah, shit you. like that makes me want to hit the presenters with a brick. Oh, yeah. But all right, let's dive right in. So we started off on, oh, God, I think it was Saturday with EA Play, which technically wasn't part of E3. It was pre-E3, but that's just the fucking par for the course nowadays. Uh, P3? Yeah. With that, um, that was a bad presentation. I mean, yeah, it was, but it did give us one thing that I actually give a shit about. Um, oh, you just, you, you're going to dive right into the games? I'm di Well, I'm diving into this game. Yeah, let's talk about Fallen Order. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we got gameplay of Jedi Fallen Order. It wasn't just another trailer. It was a fucking gameplay, and it's very early alpha build, so I don't think all the textures are in there yet. But holy <laughs> crap. No, it was... That gameplay that they showed, that was very carefully curated. It's kind of like the cyberpunk demo we saw. I'm pretty sure that if they deviated from the path, it just would have, like... Exploded? Been a cluster. Yeah, it would have been a cluster of polygons. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, you could tell just from the textures in the levels that they weren't fully textured yet. I don't I thought the thing looked gorgeous. No, it did look gorgeous. I'm just saying there could have been more detail in certain aspects of it. 
like yeah. the what fact- was polished what was polished was really well polished oh yeah but everything around it could use some touch up yeah oh see i missed i missed all the seams also i will say this guys i i know you don't want your game to be that violent it's a lightsaber it cuts people in half but that they had that that was dope did they because i didn't see anybody yeah. get like separated from their top oh, half. it was just the the orange sparks through them and then they no just kinda... you should you should rewatch it uh if if they die on one of those moves, that comes off. Limbs were coming off and everything. Okay, then I just then I just and, and where that. it did where it did falter for me is the first mini boss, the what I'm assuming is an inquisitor or somehow related to them. Right. Given the time period the that we're at. With, the dude with the Magna Guard staff. Yeah. Um which is odd because he didn't seem to have force powers. And the whole thing for the Inquisitors is they're technically Sith. They're just not allowed to be Sith because Palpatine's doing a, a loophole to the rule of two. Right. Um, but yeah, the uh, he didn't seem to have force powers. He didn't have any of the crazy cool lightsabers. But yeah, that first mini boss, that's the only time that the, the cut through bothered me because I noticed that if if you don't kill them, where you cut them, there's actual holes. Like, like he cuts them through the chest at one point, and you can see the indentation that there's chunk missing, but and then still later fighting. on it fades away. Yeah. yeah. See, the one part that bothered but me... I don't, I don't care. The one yeah, part I'm that sorry. bothered me was when he stabbed the guy, and it looked like it was the slashing motion that had left the mark. Mm. That bothered me a little yeah. bit. But, little nitpicks aside, this yeah. game looks fucking awesome. Mm. And that's why I wanted to start off the podcast with it. Yeah. You got so we've all watched. We all watched it, right? I assume so. I think I had. Well, no. Yeah, I did watch that one because I. Uh, why am I blanking on the guy's name now? Uh, From the movie, from Rogue One. Saw Gerrera. Yeah, because yeah, he popped up and it was like, okay, where Ooh. does this take place then? It was really nice to see an in-between Saw Gerrera that is not as young as the Clone Wars Saw Gerrera, but not the old uh, radical terrorist Saw Gerrera we saw in Rogue One. Not lies and deception Saw Gerrera. Yeah. <laughs> also, man, Forrest Whitaker, what is he doing with his voice? Why has it changed so much? I'm not even sure that's Forrest Whitaker. It is, well, I'm. yeah, it is. Oh. I don't know. Because they're going all out. Here's a couple questions, and then you can just take it. But uh, do we think that they salvaged a little bit from Amy Hennig's game? It looks like they did, because the mo- like the climbing and shit looks very, very uncharted. Uncharted, yeah. And it feels like like they took a couple of I- now, obviously, two different engines and whatnot. But it does feel like maybe they took whatever they could. Uh, the other thing I would say is there's a little bit of a 1313 vibe to this with physics-based objects and shit. Right. And holy fuck, those force powers hit like a truck. So it, it's almost like, uh, it's like, uh, it was inspired by, and it's a refined version of Force Unleashed. Yeah. 
uh, but with a little bit of Dark Souls influence. A lot of Dark Souls influence. That combat was very Dark Souls-y. So pretty much Force Unleashed with, instead of swing my sword, swing my sword, swing my sword, swing my sword, blow up everything with Force Lightning or Force Pushes, it's dodge, dodge, swing my sword, dodge, dodge, swing my sword, Use yeah. my force power once, and oh god, cooldowns, cooldowns, cooldowns. Except I'm very except when you're excited. fighting. Go ahead. Go ahead. Good. No, no, no. You. I was gonna say, except for when you're fighting like your base level stormtroopers, then it's freeze them in place, Kylo Ren style, and just slash through them like they're nothing. <laughs> Literally, that's what I was about to talk about. Okay. I like, I like the Kylo. I like. Thank God that the new series was doing the force powers the way that they have. Because now, instead of being like, how do we do something badass? I don't know, have a moment where you pull a Star Destroyer out of the sky? It's like, how do we do something badass but keep it grounded? I don't know, what about that whole freezing a fucking laser bolt in midair? Well, if we freeze it in midair, couldn't we bat it back at them? Or yes. pull them the fuck yes, into it? Yeah. Oh, Dark. how about, how about, yeah, holding dudes as meat shields? Yeah, no, that was fantastic. But all right, so let's let's move on from Fallen Order because we got a lot a more lot. to cover. I know, but th that's the point. This is our bloated episode. I know, but I don't actually have more to say. The game looks amazing. It, okay, I have one final thing. This game <laughs> actually really makes me pissed off. This game pisses me off because it shows that. Star Wars is an easy game to make. It is not hard to make a Star Wars game that looks great. This game has been cobbled together and rushed, just like every other EA project. And yet, just because they're not forcing them to use some bullshit engine... It looks the, fucking the great. Studios, yeah, the studio is able to prove that they can do it. Well, and also Respawn actually gives a fuck. Respawn's a great studio, but... You mean to tell me that Amy Hennig's game would have been any lesser? Oh, no. Even I... though that one wouldn't have had Jedi? You know I'm not going to tell you that because I don't agree with it. But all it proves is that we could have... All the, the, the crazy fans that want the uh, the X-Wing games... Hi. The, yeah. All the people that want, you know, the, the Rogue Squadron or whatever, uh, they could have had a game... Uh, those of us that wanted the, the non-Jedi adventure game, the, the Uncharted, Smugglers, Uncharted, whatever, in Star Wars, could've we could have had our game, yep. The people, the, who the, want, people who, the people who want Battlefront to actually be Battlefront could have had their game. Yeah, they could have avoided all the bullshit that happened there, uh, especially with DICE making it, because Battlefront 2 is now good, but who the fuck wants to play it? They tarnished that. It, it's, um, I mean, it's... I will say the new mode doesn't really do it for me, even though it does have a sandbox element to it, but that's that's something for another episode. Yeah, but but with the movies dying out, we could have had, uh, like, w with them going, you know, on a longer hiatus now between films, They could, EA could have been making buku bucks. They could have had their Battlefront. That's their multiplayer game. They could have had this respawn RPG action Jedi game. Like, yeah. they could have had the, the Hennig game. Like, it, it's nuts. EA, you blew it with the license. Yep. It should be taken away from you by force. <laughs> Pun intended? 
Absolutely. I was about to say, with force. Yeah, with yeah. force. Um, and the only other thing that I really gave a shit about from the EA press conference uh, was Battlefield Five is getting the Pacific Theater, which means we finally get the fucking M1 Garand, which should have been in the what? game from the fucking start. Why the <laughs> fuck did they have a conference? I don't... They did, like, it's, it's Jedi not... Fallen Order was, like, the only announcement of a new game, right? So EA never really has a conference. They have their EA Play event where they just announce shit about their new games. Yeah. Like, it's not a conference like all the other people have conferences where it's presenter X comes out on stage and says a thing, and then they show a trailer, and then comes out and talks about the thing, or we just move through it. No, there, theirs is hey, look at the gameplay, and we have all these people from YouTube here playing, and you can come here and play it. That That's their whole thing. Oh, an overall judgment on all the conferences is uh, I wonder if for these companies, it's all about the gamer. Sorry. It, it, it just kept... Elaborate? Literally every single conference was them going at Company X... We care about the game. Oh, oh, everybody okay. did it over and over and over again. Who, and like, wait, it, who was it that had like? I think it was them talking to their own employees. Oh, that was, was Bethesda. Bethesda. That Dude, was so... wait till we get to the Bethesda conference. So all right, much all right. So, all right. Let's let's jump from EA now. Actually, since we brought it up, let's jump to Bethesda. Because I, I want to talk about Bethesda's conference for a second here. Uh, like, not not even talking about the games they talked about. Bethesda, what the fuck are you doing? Dude, Bethesda clearly hired some some people to be in the audience, right? Oh, yeah. Like, like, that, I, like the hype guy who's just screaming at random points during the show. Dude, that's, you Woo! know, you already know that's where I'm headed. Yeah, I know. But, okay, now, now... Let's be real here. I know that for the internet, the idea that you would possibly hire anybody to be in your audience uh, and cheer you is repulsive, right? But what they don't understand is that's a real industry. I mean... You need that. It's a thing. These people... They hire right. homeless people to take seats during the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a little bit different. I know, but... But yeah, it is to fill it out. Um... And, and that's the thing, though, is that's what you need. Um, if if these people weren't planted in the audience, sometimes the audience will not give the proper reaction. They don't know when to clap. Exactly. But, There's no sign above the stage that says, clap, bitches. <laughs> yeah. Well, even if there was, people never... People, people just don't, don't know respond how to read. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Bethesda, I don't know who they hired. Their people desperately desperately wanted to earn their tiny paycheck but seemed to have no idea about timing they were cheering before their before the moment that they should be they were cheering at random intervals and then yeah there was over enthusiastic guy that like he wanted that 20 bucks so desperately <laughs> <laughs> Woo! i get a sandwich today but they just, they hired the one guy that doesn't know what, like, rhythm is, I guess. I don't know. I mean. The flow to his applause was so fucking off. It's like, here at Bethesda, woo! No, buddy. No. 
to be fair, that was a big, that was a thing among all the press conferences was people like the presenters just getting shook by people just randomly shouting woo. Oh yeah, because, there were hecklers throughout the entire E3 well, press conference. Cause you're and pretty, then you have Keanu Reeves. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, But no, th- like, th- the thing with it is, you're putting people on stage, their job is, like, you're putting the programmers and shit on stage. Like, a couple lead programs came out. These are not yeah. people who were public speakers. No, they you figure not socially out who adept. you think. <laughs> so they don't. That was, that was another thing real bad at the Bethesda was uh, they brought the id tech guys. Oh, God, those poor, those poor and, people. <laughs> yeah, and the one guy was good, but uh, the, the, the guy that clearly, I, I think he was, he's head of, like, id tech, the engine itself. You're talking about he's the like guy who program. was on the cane, right? The guy with the cane, yeah. <laughs> clearly, like, he may know his shit, but he's not a public speaker, and I kind of felt bad for him on stage. But are all, I feel overall, like he didn't care that he was there. Like, he's, he was standing there like, what the hell do you people want? Get off See, my damn me... lawn. I need to go make games. <laughs> need so, yeah. Go, need to go finish your goddamn Doom game. <laughs> I gotta go tighten up code. Um, But he struck me more as being nervous on stage. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, overall, though, Bethesda's conference sucked. And what's crazy is it's not like the good ones uh, were any less corporate or soulless no it's but somehow bethesda just could not keep up the facade that they were being you know genuine like it came off as cold and corporate it's because the applause didn't help go ahead well it's because bethesda lost so like bethesda as the game developer and publisher has lost so much of the good faith of people Mm-hmm. after fallout 76 and elder scrolls blades that blades ain't that bad nobody cares what todd howard has to say about their ips yeah cuz they're not announcing no, and... they're not announcing elder scrolls like we didn't see elder scrolls 6 we didn't see starfield like but okay commander keen I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> well, here's my thing. I am very happy that they're keeping the IP alive. Is uh, that the way to I do it? I don't though? have any. Well, yeah, because it keeps it it keeps it front and center. But, uh, man, so that entire announcement, because the the game that they were presenting, the gameplay itself, I still don't know what the hell's going on. Like, is it a platform or what the fuck is happening there? What um. I- Whatever it is, it looks super slow and really dumb. It does not. It does not. Tra- the gameplay does not translate to video. It like even like if the game is game. fun. No, it looked like a crappy yeah. mobile game. That's that's what it was. I know. I know. I'm getting there. But like, so I'm glad that they're keeping the IP alive. But the way that they presented it, if they just did the trailer with the fun Saturday morning opening. And they were like, yeah, we're doing a Commander Keen mobile game, uh, whatever, and then moved on. That would have been one thing. But they stayed on that as though 
it was a huge announcement. And then, <laughs> that's the one time where they kept pausing, waiting for their paid audience members to clap, and they weren't getting it. Um, yeah, because even the paid audience members at that point were like, I, we we don't know what we... What is this? Is this in Doom? The, the literal what was trailer. What to do with this part? The actual fucking trailer for Commander Keen. Like I said, the good part, the, the Saturday morning cartoon intro. Commander Keen. That was awesome. And they could have just shown that trailer. Instead, they set it up by going... We're bringing back Commander Keen. It's a mobile game. And then the first lines in that trailer were, we're bringing back Commander Keen. It's a mobile game. Like, the fuck are you guys doing? Then they spent like 10 minutes talking it up by describing all the things that suck about mobile games as though they were <laughs> innovating. Yeah. Right, and there's going to be multiplayer and fucking cards and you get to pay for shit. Dude. Like, uh, uh, it was no. bad. Microtransactions. Yeah, and the Everyone gameplay doesn't... Those, right? Maybe the game's fun, but it looks like the type of game where you don't know that unless you have a hands-on, and they're showing you only in video. I don't know. I You're probably right, but I will say, from looking at that... It looks bad. It looks real bad. Like, the fucking uh, Ubisoft mobile game looks better than that save it i know i'm just referencing we'll call back later um uh. obviously well we got new doom gameplay which yeah, everybody it looks dope it's doom yeah it's doom i i don't i don't really know what we need to say about doom and wolfenstein it's doom we don't, and Wolf we don't have to yeah we don't have to jerk off doom and wolfenstein they i do it well do enough wanna, on their own <laughs> i do want to talk about wolfenstein a little bit uh, I don't know if it's because of the platform I was watching on. I know that you were doing everything through Twitch, uh, Sech. Yeah. I was on YouTube, and, you know, that's a cesspit. Um, I got a real weird feeling from the audience whenever they were like, you play as uh, two daughters of uh, BJ. And um, I don't know. It felt... Maybe it's just because of comments. Comments went apeshit about... Oh, what is this, Wokenstein? Oh, God. Uh, stupid SJW nonsense. Oh, no. And Dude, I... the comments from Twitch... Weren't it, better. It, it, yeah, well, they were less coherent. I think 95% oh. of it was dick pics and Agiha faces. Yep. Damn. I, I don't... All done in ASCII, by it, the way. It's funny when you see that shit, though, because apparently people are just have been right well not apparently people have been ragging on wolfenstein since new colossus came out because i remember when that got oh really yeah because when new colossus got announced at the last e3 well not last e3 the e3 before last people went nuts because like oh you're killing nazis in america what is this some kind of libtard bullshit you calling all the like, white oh people nazis God. I'm not even shitting you. People got mad about killing Nazis. It's so <laughs> dumb. Like, people are so... I don't I don't want to get into this. No, But people no. are yeah, so We're not, fucking... not getting into it. No. People but... are just so touchy about stupid shit these days. They're so yeah. sensitive. Yeah, no. All I was using that to say was, this isn't the first time, it won't be the last, and I'm still super stoked for Wolfenstein, because me and my friend are going to... 
co-op it. Uh, also, the gameplay looks tight as fuck, dude. Oh yeah. Um, I I I do have a question, and I'm pretty sure BJ totally did this because those two look nothing like sisters. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but they're supposed to be the twins that Anya was carrying in New Colossus. They're twins. One's blonde. One's brunette. The blonde looks like she's from Sweden. The brunette looks like she's at least from Italy. Yeah, I don't know what the hell was and happening. And they were there. both born of two Polish people. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, confusion, but okay. Yep. And and what's weird is their, their great-grandparent or whatever. No, no, their descendant. Their future descendants are two redheads in a mobile game. Oh God! Kind of Commander Keen and Commander Keen—they're all same universe. Yeah, yeah, and the and then Commander Keen's descendant is Doom Guy. Yeah, um, we got some new Link. Shit. Oh God, no! Um, I will say the one, the one. Well, there were two things from Bethesda's conferences apart from the stuff I was already hyped about that I'm super into. Uh, Death Loop. Dude, I, like, so we've done a little bit of, of chatting, you know, throughout the conferences. That's one that I've not brought up with you, but I'm very, very interested in that one. Yeah, so that, you know, the first-person shooter with, like, Groundhog-style gameplay and multi-approach shit that Arcane's known for. Very excited to see mm-hmm. how that plays out. Mm-hmm. And then... Obviously, I know you're probably so stoked for this. Uh, the Orion streaming tech that they yeah, announced. Yeah. Uh, so I like I, I get that you know I'm the one that talks about mobile and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I'm more interested in it from a uh, company point of view. I think that that is one hell of a business move. To make on uh, Bethesda's part, I think it's very, very smart. In direct contrast to what we'll be talking about in a little bit, as far as Ubisoft, right? So this idea that everybody's moving to streaming, and like, how do I get a foot in the door? The idea that what they're doing is giving the technology to make streaming even better, meaning anybody can license that tech from them. That is, that is brilliant. And just that is a brilliant way to not compete and still make money. Exactly. And just because I want to give the numbers that they gave from mm-hmm. it. So first off, they showed Doom running on a phone, which yeah got me all happy. Cause and unlike like... unlike Project X Cloud, like that bitch walked out holding a wireless controller, not plugged into nothing. Yup. It was just streaming a standard... Doom with no lag. Yup. And in it looked like better quality than the Switch version. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they've said that their Orion streaming platform uh, can get up to 20% faster per frame and use 40% lower bandwidth. Mm-hmm. So... It... And this helps out Sony and Microsoft. See, Sony, Sony contacted Microsoft. We know that they have a little bit of a deal to help with streaming because Google yep. Google is the only company that can challenge them. Google has figured out how to optimize 
algorithms in order to get shit done quickly. And so the idea that we now have Microsoft and Sony teaming up to help each other and Bethesda's there to help it go a little bit smoother, like these people are scared of Stadia. I mean, and that competition is great. With with the amount of money Google has behind it, I do not blame them for that. Oh yeah, we're talking about a company that can spend billions buying a company and then just drop them immediately. Yeah. Looking at you, Boston Dynamics. Um, but speaking of, you know, global fuck-ups in the streaming industry, let's uh, let's should we jump over to Ubisoft's press conference? Yeah. yeah, did we cover everything we need to for Bethesda? I mean, the only other thing that I would... E- oh, I forgot Ghostwire Tokyo. That uh, did we new- get enough on that? We didn't get much on it. All we know is that it's an action-adventure sur- horror-survival game. Insert more words in front of it. Uh, yeah. Done it's by gonna be more Miyazaki. It's going to be action, though. Or Shinji... Or... Mikami. Mikami. Yeah. So that's yeah. one to definitely watch because that looked very interesting with the fact mm-hmm. that, like, they basically went the everyone's gone to the rapture thing, so there's minimal people because most mm-hmm. people have disappeared. Yep. And I guess if you want to mention it, uh, Fallout 76 is getting a new expansion with actual human NPCs. Oh. Okay, okay. Another beef. Like, one more thing I want to bring up. Um... And throughout this, like, I'm, I'm trying to be very, uh, the internet's been very cynical about E3 as a whole. I, I kind of enjoyed it. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to be like that. But, but one thing that really bugged me is I don't like Bethesda's stance on nukes. Um, elaborate? That we talked about it. We talked about it in a, in a lost episode. Whenever Fallout 76 was announced, I, I expressed my worry that nukes were cool. And literally on stage, there's that dude, the the one developer who's just like, but I want to talk about my favorite thing, the nukes. And I ended up tweeting out that, like, boy, I, I sure wish that more developers were brave enough to champion nuclear weapons. I mean... Just, my god. Man, nukes have been in video games for fucking ever. Like, we... yeah, but but they shouldn't be a fun toy. Uh, well, if that. you want, if you want to go back to its origin, then look at Modern Warfare Two. One. Was it? Was it one? It I was, thought it was. It two. was Call of Duty Four that had the scene where you're flying away in the helicopter well, and the city gets no. Nuked. I'm ta- I'm talking about the kill streak. Oh, right. Tactical nuke inbound. Yeah, the the twenty five the kill twenty five people and end the match. Yep. Ew. Ew. That they've kept in pretty much every Call of Duty game since then, in one form or another. Yep. So it, I right. mean, we can move on. That's why I would say Call of Duty was the uh, the forefront for that type of mentality. Yeah. I just hate it. I just really do. <laughs> yeah. They're nuclear weapons. Uh, just a little bit of revering. <laughs> uh, so let's let's move to Ubisoft. All in all, I'll say Ubisoft like generally had a good conference. Yeah, there's a couple things throughout it that bugged me, and I would say though, Ubisoft makes the top three for me. 
Yeah, I mean their their conference for the from what I I mean I watched the whole damn thing. Uh, was pretty on point. Like it was game talk about the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was on point. I I'd give it a solid six out of ten. Yeah, um, you know what I I'll agree I with that. Uh, admittedly, uh, I missed Ubi's, but I know you, Legion was one of their big ones. Yup. That was great. Of, I'll tell you what you, really <laughs> what you truly missed, Control, was the Just Dance announcement. Oh, I give zero shits about Just Dance. You know, so do I. But, like, I have to say, that that was a delightful little moment. When when all the people, they, they did a little trailer where the, the dancers that are supposed to advertise the game are, are trying to hype themselves up. They're like, it's E3. We got to put on a good show. And then they all marched out wearing crazy-ass costumes. There was a panda involved. Uh, and they came out, and they just danced. And then they left, and like they're like, oh, yeah, Just Dance is coming out. Also, on the actual page, the splash page of, you know, coming whenever, um, Just Dance 2020, if you look, it says PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Wii. Wait, what? <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah. Honestly, though, I missed that. I just want I want them to bring back Dance Central. That'll never happen. I don't I even know, think Harmonix. But it was this. so good. It is kind of crazy because when when those games first launched, they were in competition with each other, right? Yep. And Just Dance was the fucking knockoff, and Just Dance was the one that didn't do. But Just Dance is the one that has survived. Well, it's because it went to Wii. Like, Dance Central yeah. couldn't go to Wii because Dance Central was like, no, this is full body registry. Your legs, mm-hmm. your arms, your hips, everything. Mm-hmm. This dance was the two fucking sticks in your hand. So you could play it while you're sitting on the couch, you fat fuck. <laughs> yeah. Just Dance, or I mean, Dance Central uh, was a good showcase for the Connect. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was. I actually, I got my, I used to pull out the uh, my Xbox, and the Connect, during like family events and put on yep. Dance Central and get my family who don't play games, who don't pay attention to games, they would play that because it was like, no, this is this is fun, this is active, it's stupid, it's silly, and I barely understand what the hell I'm doing, but I'm enjoying myself. And I was like, oh my god. But for the Just Dance presentation that they did, I gotta say, I don't give a shit about Just Dance. I do also believe that it was the inferior dance game. Uh, even though it's not it, it's not up my alley, I don't know why I have an opinion. Um, and I also, I don't like Panic at the Disco. I didn't like them before they made pop tunes. I like them <laughs> even less now that they make pop tunes. And it was the, uh, the dancing moment on stage was bookended by uh, High Hopes from Panic! at the Disco. Yep. Again, though, it was just a delightful little E3 moment. It, it was fun. I, I will say that. It was it was a very fun moment from the conference. I think that's what helps elevate Ubi's uh, presentation. That's one of the things that helped make it uh, better than Bethesda instead of being equal to. Yeah. Is that is that they it was just it really it really invigorated the atmosphere there 
It it really did. Which allowed us to swallow the bullshit Sam Fisher moment. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, don't. Mm. All right. Well, I guess we need to talk about that before we jump to Watch Dogs. Okay. Fine. Here's my thing. Ubisoft did a pretty decent XCOM-style game. Yeah. Uh, they they did it with Mario Rabbits, right? Mm-hmm. This one will probably be fun. But the very fact that one of your heroes, because this is like, it's like, what were you saying? Clash, Clash no. Royale? What Clash game were you saying it's a copy of? That's not this one I was saying. I was saying that okay. about the about the Gears of War pop, oh, pop game. That's right. That's right. I think that they all look identical. This looks the same as that game too. But um, so this might be fun. It might be a fun hero based XCOM style tactical shooter, whatever the fuck you call that shit. Um, but the slap in the face to not announce a Splinter Cell to to have Splinter Cell so far in the background of their mind and and to put sam fisher in this of all things mm-hmm. Ugh. and also like i know i have mobile and i know that that their mario rabbits kingdom whatever battle shit thing was uh was very well received from the people who actually played it uh I, but even me i don't feel excited about this I feel like they're going to nickel and dime me for being a Splinter Cell fan. Yeah, no, they absolutely are. That's the point of this game existing. Mm-hmm. Like, even if the gameplay's fun. I, I'm sorry. Like, I'm biased towards mobile. I, I think that's come through in most of the episodes we've yeah. recorded and launched. So yeah, I'm not you're gonna... so biased. You're so biased against mobile that I have to be even stronger in favor of it just to try to balance things out to be fair. Yeah. Um. Speaking of uh, going back to the Bethesda thing with the id guy feeling uncomfortable on stage, John Bernthal's fucking dog. Oh, uh, yeah. That poor, poor dog. Very well behaved. Very well behaved, but it looked terrified. Yeah, I, Why are all I these was getting mad. Why at me? Exactly. I was getting mad at the audience. Like when he came out, sure, give him a clap, but feel for the dog, people. Like, that that poor puppy is just out there. And I get, you know, John Bernthal brought his dog because he leads, you know, the group called The Wolves. In Was the Ubisoft new- trying to have their own Keanu moment, moment with that? Yes, they were. Okay. Because he's... I, I, I feel like he plays more of a role in Ghost Recon than Keanu's going to play in Cyberpunk. But I don't know, obviously. But he doesn't I have the backing that. that Keanu does. Exactly. I'm so glad that people finally appreciate Keanu. Um, but yeah, no, so that that was kind of cool. You know, he came out and talked to everybody. But if he was trying to, like, you know, talk to the audience like they were the ghost going up against him and his wolf unit from the new game, dude was way too fucking happy. <laughs> like, no, I think I think that he was... It was kind of funny that he's like, yeah, I'm going to be playing the bad guy in this game. And he was real happy about it. But I think he was more coming out as the actor, excited to share his new project. No, I agree. I agree. And I'm, I like, I I know me and Control got back into Wildlands and we did the uh, tie-in mission to this 
uh, to Breakpoint. Yep. And he did really well in that one. Like, he acted it really well. I mean, John Bernthal's a good actor. I like everything he's been in. So, I don't know. I, I'm excited for Ghost Recon. They announced the Ghost Recon uh, Delta delta company which is like the slayers club for doom you basically join it and then you can earn points to get shit <laughs> um how they... do you guys feel about this game that burnthal's in though i mean like, I, i'm super stoked you want to play it i love ghost recon so yes i enjoy the ghost recon games um i'm on wildlands was Wildlands was fun. It got better with time. It's a lot better now yeah. than it was when it launched. <laughs> yeah, which that is, is definitely true. Th that's a big problem with a lot of these games, though, is they're all trying to kind of go the Destiny route in their own way. We'll fix it later. Yeah, and Ubisoft, obviously, for most of their games, is going their massive fucking open worlds full of hundreds of thousands of things to do. And, it's just and hundreds over... of thousands of bugs to find. Yeah. So, I'm excited for it. I'm obviously going to try to get into the beta if I can. But, I, I'm excited for the game. I think it'll be fun to play, at least if you have a couple buddies. Yeah. And that'll always... I, and I see that being more and more of a common trend is, yeah, this game is great. If you have people to play with. Yep. Just like, I assume, that new Rainbow Six DLC, Rainbow Six game DLC, I don't actually know what the hell it is. Yeah, what? Uh, I was looking at that. Uh, quarantine. Yeah, it's a PvE game, so it's an, is it another Left 4 Dead type of thing? Well, because they had, for a short bit, they had actually had a PvE mode in Rainbow Six. Apart from the uh, terrorist hunt. Or, apart from in terrorist hunt, yeah. Yeah, um, so I think this is a continuation of that or a modified version of that. Uh. So I'm curious, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, okay, because I've, I've never been much of a Rainbow Six individual. Right. As you could tell from my couple of experiences with Siege, where 50% <laughs> of the time the game kicked me out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, I got a kill. Sweet. Wait, what? Why did everything lock up? Control Freak has left the game. Fuck! Son of a bitch! <laughs> yep. Alright, should we talk about the big game, though, that they announced? The new Watch Dogs? Uh, yes. Oh, Gran hang on for one GT second. Granny? Yeah. I'm... Alright, first Auto? off, it's it's Grand Hack Auto, but... Grand, Grand, Grand Hack, Hack Auto. Alright. <laughs> Granny Hacks Autos? Grand grand theft auto take off the d or wait no it's <laughs> already me. grand well no it's always had the d at the end so yeah grand theft auto grandma stealing cars yeah so this game looks fun because you their big selling point of this one is that you can play as anybody and recruit anybody to your resistance and each person has their own little backstory which means Final. I'm assuming when they say everybody, it's not actually everybody. It's the select players 
who all look like the other people who've died. But... Uh, what do I, you mean? So, if you could recruit every single NPC in the game, like every single random-ass civilian that takes place in this, what I assume is probably going to be a massive section of London. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fucking people. And yeah, to... do, okay, okay, no, look. In the previous Watchdog games, you would be able to scan somebody yeah. and you get a blurb about their life, right? Right. Yeah, like the blood donor who has who's HIV positive. Yes, this is an evolution of that system. No, I know that. It, it's just, it's a lot to say they're going to have that many individually rendered people. That's that's what I'm talking about, is you're going to have people who Obviously, look the same. Yeah, it's, it's going to mix and match features, it's going to mix and match backstories, and if you play long enough, if you're dumb enough to get everybody killed constantly, uh, and keep trying to recruit more, then you're going to eventually see where the loops are. You know what? I don't like this grandma's backstory. I'm going to kill her off, try and get a new one. You know <laughs> well, like what? You this saw that. face just looks weird. Just, I'm going to jump off a bridge right now. I'll be back. Weep! <laughs> you, saw the, uh, you saw the first person that they were playing as. They, they went and they were dumb enough to get caught. Uh, I, I, get, I get that Ubisoft was pumped to show off that mechanic because it's very... This is something that's legitimately groundbreaking in it. And especially from a, a AAA publisher, but uh, the idea that they're like, "Oh, we gotta get rid of these drones. These drones are all looking at us." And the guy's like, "Right, I should go beat up a cop in front of them." Like, no, nah. <laughs> what? No, nah, that, that, that's a little bit of a disconnect. They're literally saying these <laughs> drones are watching us. Yeah. These drones are watching us that we can't make a move until we hack them. Right. Let me go beat up a cop in front of them and make moves so that they see me. Like. I mean, it was clearly a thing done for the gameplay demo to show off the. uh, Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Which is kind of cool that you have permadeath and that'll be referenced in dialogue. Holy shit, I do not envy the guy who had to program all that dialogue. Yeah, that's like I was saying about the the Trover game. This is another situation. This is on a whole other level of having to record dialogue. Because uh, so beyond that, um, people like IGN and other outlets have been able to sit down and get uh, interviews and gameplay demos and shit like that beyond it. Yeah. And one of the things that I've learned, uh, I can't remember who said it, so I don't want to ascribe any particular outlet right now, but... They, in one of their gameplay demos, they watched Ubisoft actually pulled up a scene, um, a cutscene with multiple different uh, playable characters, and they said that it all, each one was unique. Hmm. So it didn't, none of them, it was a total of eight, and none of them had the same dialogue. Uh, They had unique uh, animations everything and it's all about both how they're approaching this person where they stand what their stats are like all of that changed the outcome of how the cutscene flowed right my and 
I'm I'm happy about the ingenuity and the depth that they are going with. I just hope that they don't try and like portray it as there's an unlimited combination that you can get. Like, admittedly, how Borderlands does it with their guns, where it's mm-hmm. you know you could have two of the same shotguns, and literally their only difference is the scope they have. Yeah, I I like I foresee something like that happen. Yeah, where it's going to be yeah the cutscene plays out mostly the same with these two particular characters. The primary difference is you know the guy leans on table A instead of table B, or he hands you gun A instead of gun B, or you know slaps your ass instead of punching you in the face. Now here's what I'm thinking though for this. If this is the way that they say, I don't think that it all comes on the disc this way obviously there's some procedural elements involved mm-hmm. um that that's a given and they've also talked up like a lot of the rumors uh when the rumors about this system came out it was all based on their the new ai that they built right and i don't know if that means like in-game ai probably not i think they're talking more like how microsoft's azure ai is powering a ton of games Mm, yeah um so i wonder will watchdogs legion require fuck require network connectivity thank you i'm sorry i had screaming in the background (laughs) you're good um i i lean towards yes especially if it's on the scale that they are claiming and if they're having the uniqueness that they're stating my guess is what's going to happen is as you're playing the game it sends like, okay, this character did X, Y, Z. They sent that information gets sent out. Like, hey, he made choice A, mm. he made choice D, and he made choice E. Okay, those three particular factors will now affect something later on, and so you get like a micro update. Yeah. And it's yeah. basically it's literally just the script for one character oh, to say one good. set of lines. Because that's the thing. We have AI programming now that if mm-hmm. you say, you know, you go through a series of words mm-hmm. and it will script out a statement in your voice that you did not say. Like that is yeah. something AI can do. So if they have oh, something I like don't know that. If they'd, I don't know if they'd go full voice acting that way, though. Well, but well, that's the thing. It's, here's, what, here's what I'm thinking based on what you're saying is – very similar. I just like that seems it's just not a that more it's sci-fi. not that far fetched. It's it's actually yeah, I it's, don't think so. There's a cell phone app that does it. Yeah. And 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 when I say I don't think so, I'm not saying like, oh I don't think that'll happen. I just I like I, I'm not saying I don't think it's possible. I just don't think they're gonna do it for this game. But but in the same vein, I the idea that if it does have a network connection like you're saying that would help to keep from like you ever talk to a chat bot and eventually you find its limits. Yes. But if, if, if because of player actions and shit like that, they are able to go in and tweak constantly, that could keep it from feeling stale. I just don't think that the actual spoken dialogue is going to change on that level. But that's the thing. It's very simplistic to do as like, there's a cell phone app where if you say like, you literally just read a cu- like a couple of sentences each day yeah. to it, and by an, the end of the week, this app can recreate your voice. 
Yeah. With whatever statement it writes up. Well, that's But it's not entirely flawless. It is. It's not – well, yeah, it's not flawless, but it is there. Yeah. It – if anything, I don't – I don't see them going that far with this, but I think that you are on – if this does, like, take off, I don't think you're that far off from where a game could come from a big publisher. Right. Um, How does that – how do you think that works for a voice actor, though? That well, and that's where the tricky bit comes in. Is at that point they're not paying them for line exactly. items. They're well. That's the thing, though. They have to pay them now for the use of their voice. Right. So they have to basically it's pay them period. royalties for their likeness. Yeah. So it's voice okay, actors for the use of your likeness and the continuing use of your voice for this game. So it it would be one of those contract huh. bits where it's like it can only be used in this game. It does not appear in any other game, and you know, after two years or after X amount of time, it cannot create new dialogue. It's very appropriate for you to be on like this train of thought when we're talking about Watchdogs, since it is near future technology stuff. Yeah. Um, but that will be that will be very interesting to see because. Voice actors already don't get paid enough. I don't even think that they get the respect they deserve as actors. No. Um, But one thing about being a voice actor is it's the only acting gig still that you don't get residuals ever. Yeah. Right. So so the idea of like going in and giving your voice like that. hmm. Yeah. Uh, The other thing I will say about this with you being able to play as everybody, there is way too much of a focus on gunplay. Like, yeah. you, you had the one chick basically doing John Wick Gun Fu or Gun Kata yeah. or whatever it's called. Equilibrium. Yeah. It, mm. Ha! Nice call. Um, Great reference. But, all right, let's hit the low point, though, of because that's a high point. So now we're going to go to the low point. Uh, low point of Watch Dogs is the stealth operatives are the closest we're going to get to a Splinter Cell game. Yeah, well, for now. Until they actually announce a Splinter Cell game. Ubisoft. What about just the general low point of Ubisoft? Yeah, the general low point of Ubisoft's conference was their Uplay Plus. Uh. And I know that Light has very strong feelings on this. So yeah. I'm going to describe it, and then he's going to tear it to pieces. I mean, is it basically the game plat game pass but worse? It's yeah, it's, it's a, well, I'll let him describe it and then I'll get into why I had to have issues with it. It's Ubisoft's personal game pass. Now, whereas Game Pass, and we'll talk more about Game Pass when we go to Microsoft's conference. But whereas Game Pass partners with third party developers to basically make sure that no matter what platform you're playing the game on, you can access it and it makes it easy for a bunch of different developers to get in on it for a easily accessible user base for the same price as the Game Pass Ultimate, which gives you PC and Xbox and Xbox Live Gold, you get Uplay Plus, which is available on Google Stadia and has about 100 games attached, well, and PC, but has about 100 games attached to it at the moment, which is about the extent of Ubisoft's first-party library. Um, 
and it, it's just for Ubisoft. Like, it's just for their games. So, like, The Division, uh, For Honor, Assassin's Creed, all those games. They're all involved in it. And I'm going to let Light tear it apart now. Because okay. I mean, you've you've covered a lot that's that's kind of wrong with it. So yeah, it costs the same as Game Pass. Uh, and like you said, their their exclusive partnership is with Stadia. Now here's the thing: Google Stadia. This is just part one before I get into what's real sinister about it. Uh, potentially in the the precedent that I don't like it setting. But with Google Stadia, the the Stadia Pro membership is ten dollars a month. And the idea was that you can download games or stream, well, mostly stream them, because um, you're not going to be able to download too much to your Chromecast or your phone. But but you could stream games. You get it ten bucks a month. That actually seemed pretty decent to me. Uh, and all it is is can Google make the partnerships necessary for that to matter? Because like Game Pass, as as Sedge said. Microsoft is going out of their way to try to make deals to get people to put their games on Game Pass so that it is like a Netflix for games. Yeah. And even though right now you download them, we all know that xCloud will be integrated into Game Pass at some point in the future, just like Game Pass itself will be integrated into Live. Um, uh, all of Microsoft's first-party games come out day one. That's all cool. And, you know, it's every platform for for game pass right now it's just xbox and pc and that's it right why why do i feel like they said three things because they said Whatever. the next gen stuff too oh yeah. okay yeah um but for ubisoft it's only pc or stadia let's say you had stadia and you were paying that 10 bucks but now if you want to play like assassin's creed odyssey the one game that they keep showing off for stadia non-stop you also got to pay 15 bucks on top of that. Oh, so now it's so a $25. It's a yeah, it's a so basically state get yourself Stadia, get connected mm -hmm. with Stadia for 10 bucks a month. But if you want to play games by this developer, you have to pay them 15 yeah. bucks a month to get access to their library. So that their library. And there's where the dangerous precedent comes. What if another publisher looks at what Ubisoft is doing and goes, "Oh yeah, why are we making deals with Sony, Microsoft? Because the entire thing of, of stream, PlayStation Now, uh, the, the Game Pass, uh, whatever Nintendo eventually comes up with, the entire idea is that you're picking your platform of choice and you're paying them $15 a month and they go out and they make deals with publishers to get games on their platform. That's their job. That's what they have to do with the money you're handing. But now if every publisher starts walling off their service as a little garden to where now you got to pay $15, it's the problem that, that, that streaming services are having now with licensing issues. Where everything's going to its own individual streaming service and now instead of like, okay, I pay for Netflix and Hulu and I get access to everything, it's, Okay, now I have to pay for Disney streaming service and DC streaming oh, look, service. Warner's got a yeah, Warner's got a streaming service and a DC service. Yeah. And yeah, and like it's cable all over again. And hopefully that's not what happens. Like hopefully X uh Game Pass becomes more lucrative for companies than doing this. 
Because I hope but it... I, like, EA, e, Activision is actively evil, and we know that as soon as Bobby Kotick saw that announcement for Uplay Plus... He came as he's pan- like, he Activision, came in his pants? Yeah, exactly. He's like, Activision Plus, maybe... Maybe Call of Duty Plus, you know what I mean? Like some stupid shit like that. Yeah. $60 a month and, and you can get all the Call of Duty or some stupid like that. Uh, and, and EA. EA is really bad for being money grabby because they, well, they're they not... Well, God. They already kind of did that with Origin. Because whereas like you can buy most yeah. Ubisoft games off of Steam or the Epic Store, you just have to also have Uplay on your computer... But you can buy them through those other stores. Yep. Origin, like EA's games, only Origin. Yeah. That's the only place you can get them. You have to put Origin on your computer to get them, or else you don't get it. And then, so, and EA is totally a company that would also make the jump mm-hmm. to, and the only difference is, is that somehow Activision manages to always get away with it, and EA does, just flubs it up. Because Activision but does I think it... it's subtly ea does it in a flamboyant fuckery where they light everything on fire as they do it well remember that call of duty 60 dollars a year package that lasted once yeah the whatever the fuck it was called the call of duty elite or whatever yeah yeah really fucked over anybody that signed up for it yep i remember that also don't you remember them adding loot boxes to a remastered game and then charging for the dlc that should have already yeah. been in the remastered game. Anyway, that, that all things for another but, episode. But yeah, so but what Ubisoft, what what Uplay Plus is doing, is setting a dangerous precedent, and I'm upset because I know people will buy it. Yeah, it's that... not like Ubi has a bad library, but it, I don't want it to succeed. I want them. It's not good for gamers. No, despite that... them constantly telling us that everything they do is for gamers exactly and no it, it's definitely very it it's the way they were talking about it on stage it's like oh yeah no this seems good but then when you start thinking about it like i know i messaged you right after it because you had said something to me about how you didn't like it and i was watching it going well everything they said seemed right and then you know the more i thought about it, the yeah. more i'm like oh no that's terrible shit like you play plus is why we as consumers, it's so anti-consumer. We as, as gaming consumers have been saying for a decade now that we are not looking forward to a streaming future. Right. Because... Even though we're all rushing head forward to it and we all accept that it's going to happen, shit like this is why we don't want it to. Exactly. Um, we got one more announcement from Ubisoft, though, that looked kind of cool. I didn't actually get a chance to play the demo that came out. Um, Roller Derby Rocket League game? Uh, Roller Champions? What about gods and monsters? Oh yeah, I forgot about I forgot about Greek mythology Zelda. Oh, <laughs> I got a story for for you guys that I want to share on the podcast here. So, so you know how everybody kept bringing out celebrities and like we had just got John Bernthal and stuff at the conference. Uh huh. Um, so I was watching these conferences on my phone, and to make sure that I never broke stream, I tur- I had to turn my resolution down to like two forty p. Yeah. <laughs> When Eve Guillermo, the fucking founder and CEO of Ubisoft, first walked on, the camera was so far back. He walks on stage, and the crowd goes nuts. And I was like, oh, why is John Lithgow here? (laughs) 
And I seriously thought John Lithgow was going to come out and announce a game. And then he started speaking. I was like, oh, that's Eve. Whoops. Well done. But, yeah. So, Roller Champions looks really cool. I didn't get a chance to play the beta. Uh, I'm not a big sports guy fan, but but just like Rocket League made me want to play, you know, that soccer game. This game looks cool. It, it's like, um, it's, it's like racing plus that old Aztec basketball game. It's roller derby. It's roller derby combined with the death ball game from Alita Battle Angel. Or, you know, the Aztecs. Or the old Aztec game, yes. Uh, and then we had Gods and Monsters, which looks like Greek mythology, Legend of the Zelda. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like, uh, it feels like in the same vein that uh, Assassin's Creed was realistic Prince of Persia. Like, that's how it branched off. Right. This feels like somebody else was just like, what about Assassin's Creed, but fantasy, as though they forgot Prince of Persia was an IP. Or they forgot they basically did that with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they have Atlantis and Minotaurs in it now. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yep. That was the most recent DLC, wasn't it? Yeah. Y'all have forgotten what the fuck Assassin's Creed was. <laughs> yeah. Well, they also forgot Splinter Cell and Prince of Persia. You're so. right. You're right. They also forgot how to make good games. Also true. Um, Ubi still has something, I think. I, they j- nothing's well, no, coming on the top they, of my head. They, all they do is rehash what they had once, Yeah. but they don't do it well. Like, I don't care if you... If you go back and you find an old IP and you remade it and it was like, I, you know what? I remember playing this. I remember enjoying it. And I picked this up and it's like, it feels very similar, but it either updated graphics or a couple of tiny little tweaks. Cool. Great. I love it all over again. Mm-hmm. What they do is they look back and they're like, hey, do you guys remember making this game? Yeah. Yeah, I remember making Assassin's Creed 2. That was a great game. All right, well, let's take it, cut off its arms and legs, yeah, give it peg legs, and spatulas for hands, and re-release it. And there you go. You have Assassin's Creed 3. Fuck you. <laughs> but, all right, let's... But, let's... but yeah, no, that's, that, that is kind of my gripe. Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move to Square's press conference, because there's only, like, two things about this one worth talking about to me. Well, okay, yeah, I agree. Uh, so I actually think Square gave a pretty decent press conference. No, and Square even always... if you even if you take away the fact that like they front loaded it with Final Fantasy VII, which is a smart move. Right. I think they gave a good press conference. I don't care about JRPGs. No, well, no, the, and that's the whole thing with Square's conference. They always put on a good show, but this year was consistent JRPGs. Except, yeah, like... except for one game, because obviously they showed Final Fantasy VII, and we got a release date, or at least a release mm-hmm. window, of 2020. Mm-hmm. And they also announced that it's going to be two Blu-rays. Jesus fucking! I hope to God not just for Episode One. No, 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 no. no. The first Blu-ray, and this is actually. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did you not predict that control that they were going to focus on Midgard? Yes. I was and hoping that they would, because there's so first, much there. Yeah, the first Blu-ray disc 
is all about Midgard. Yeah. Ah, well, there you go. Also, what happened to their episodic release? I thought that's what they were doing. I think too many people got angry. (laughs) Well, no, that could still technically be episodic. If that if Midgard mm. itself is disc one of game one, that is half. Oh no 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 no! Of disc one. Yeah from no. Final they, Fantasy seven. What I think happened was is do you remember when they pushed Idos into doing the Hitman release schedule? Yeah. I think that that told them episodes. Oh, people are bad. didn't want to do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And so they're just waiting, or else we probably would have got Final Fantasy episode one by. But yeah, so so Midgard is disc one, and then the rest of the game is disc two, and apparently both Blu-rays are full. Damn, that's gonna be a big fucking game. But it looks yeah. it looks very pretty. Feel bad for whoever downloads it. Oh God! <laughs> so four years later, I can finally play the remake. And that was somebody using Google Fiber Internet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for everybody else, it's just going to be a skeleton in a chair. <laughs> um, the other game that they announced that, obviously, is the one that I'm... that we talked about in episode one of this series was the Avengers Wait. game. That that monstrosity oh. of, a, of a game. Can we talk about the fucking Avengers announcement? Yeah. That that's what Who we're the doing. Fuck are those characters? Internet. <laughs> well, yeah, it, I do think that they're straying. They're straying too close to the actual MCU designs for that not to be uncanny. It is uncanny because it looks like they just cast their fucking stunt doubles to do the mocap. Yeah, that I wanna. That's that was my, like I saw one clip and I was looking. at I'm like, so all the outfits look really on point, and then you get to the faces, close. and it was like, it's. It's like they they got the right characters, hit them with the shovel, and yeah. then told them to do the mocap. Well, I'm gonna I got a I got a quote from Fandom Entertainment, uh screen the screen junkies. If you if you don't know them, search them on YouTube, subscribe, it's a great channel. Uh but uh somebody called them uh the Kmart versions of the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it felt like. I feel like if they just would have, uh, if they just would have leaned a little bit more into the comic book designs for the costumes, like the costumes are not a one-to-one representation of the MCU, but they're so fucking close to the MCU designs that that's what makes the appearance of the Avengers so jarring. Yeah. yeah. But well, now, is... well, go ahead. So go ahead. I I just pulled up an image where it shows. Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, and Iron Man. And it's like... Chunky Iron Man. Yeah, well, yeah, it's Iron Man, like, Mark point five. <laughs> like, I'm looking at this, yeah. like, What's what weird the hell is with that armor? Out of, out of all of them, I the actually Iron think Man... is the most jarring. Well, I, I think that the pie pans on his uh, chest could have gone a little <laughs> more MCU if that's what they were doing. But, yeah. uh... But for Iron Man, it's so weird. He has a costume that looks like the classic comic and cartoon more so than the MCU. But it moves and, and you know, like whenever the helmet goes back and shit, it moves like the MCU. It's very, it's weird. 
Yeah. It is not like Spider-Man PS4. Yeah. They should have stylized it a little bit more. Like yeah. everything should have got a a, a, a little change there. But I want to talk. So I don't know if you guys have seen the internet reaction. I was about to, uh, I was I was about to say I have seen the internet. I'm currently on the internet. <laughs> but like I've been seeing a lot of talk of people being like, and we still don't know how this game plays. The trailer showed us actual gameplay. I don't understand what people were talking about. I think it's obvious what this game's going to be like. Uh, Anthem? Yeah. And what it is is you and your friends each take control of one of these heroes. And that's why they said that it's a seamless uh, single-player, multiplayer experience because you could just be playing the game or you could have a friend hop in for co-op or maybe every single one of your teammates is controlled by uh, a person. Yeah. Except for Captain America, because apparently he's dead. Yeah, the one player, I, the one character I wanted most. Yeah. But I am happy. Um, also, that where we the fuck is Hawkeye? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's retired. Talk. Remember. <laughs> um. Actually, he's Ronin now. Yeah, God. In this universe, he was sacrificed for the Soul Stone. God fucking. Damn I actually, it. I actually feel bad for Hawkeye sometimes because he does get relegated to the backfield. But it's like he is probably the most grounded and keeps everyone else grounded. It bugs me when people are like, like I saw some people who were like, "Of course Hawkeye wouldn't be a part of this team because he doesn't have any powers." Neither oh, does Black, Black Widow. Widow. So yeah. They're Actually, both super spy. She, techni she technically has a form of the super soldier serum. She has a diluted yeah, they, version of it. Yeah, but don't all shield agents at this point. Depending yeah. on which version of Hawkeye you're talking about, so does he. Eh, true. <laughs> and considering people think that this game ties in with the PS4 Spider-Man game, it really wouldn't be that far-fetched to say Hawkeye has some form of like hyper reflex superpower. Yeah. Oh, I know where those rumors started, by the way, now. Oh, do you? Yeah, I was doing a little bit of digging. Marvel themselves announced that they want to have a game universe. Ah. Hmm. And so that's why people think this probably ties into Spider-Man PS4. But what I'm wondering is, maybe because it's like a Sony situation, then uh, Sony owns that the rights to Spider-Man uh, games and movies. Um. I'm wondering if uh, it'll just be Square Enix titles that are part of the MGU. It might be. That would make sense. So um, there is a couple of other Squeenix bits. Final Fantasy VIII Remaster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which a lot of people are excited for because generally you either have people who are fanatic about seven or fanatic mm -hmm. about eight. Yep. Um, and then there's one I actually saw, and I got super excited for about a half minute, and then I realized it was just a modified version of their uh, cell phone game, War of the Visions. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't either. It's basically it's one of the Final Fantasy Brave Exivus, oh. uh, or Exvius, um, which was their mobile game. However, it was tactics-based. 
and it's involved in uh, the same world as War of the Lions, which was Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh. But apparently this has the same tactic RPG mechanic. So it's another Final Fantasy Tactics game, and I'm kind of super excited about that because I really loved War of the Lions. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, I was reading over what else Squeenix had announced, and I saw that, and I got a little giddy. No, you're good. Um, That Octopath Traveler, I think they showed some more shit for as well, if anybody's into that. I don't know. I mean, I liked Octopath Traveler, but... I, I like the art style, but I'm never going to play it. Yeah. Um, it's even more in-depth than Tactics was. <laughs> should we jump That's over to... We have two press conferences left. Save Nintendo for last. Oh, really? Make fun of them. I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's jump over to Microsoft. The only then. one he cares about. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I didn't. I'm surprised that. I'm surprised that you had that reaction. I didn't. I I don't know. I I would have thought to put Xbox last, but anyway, let's go to mm. Xbox then, because there is a. This is going to be the straight Cliff Notes version of the All conference. Because right. Microsoft... Overall, overall, how did we feel about Squeenix? Eh. Are they put Squeenix, on a good show? They, yeah, they, they had their... They know what they're about. They did mm-hmm. better that's than kind, Bethesda that's kind did. Of, yeah, that's kind of Wait. where Square is at currently. They know what they're about. They know what their fans want now. So they do hopefully a... going forward we see more did they do a better show or a worse show than uh ubi i didn't well i didn't see ubi's so i didn't i, I think, didn't actually watch ubi's and i just I saw highlights even, of square so oh i think even though i didn't like even though they didn't announce games that i was real into i would say that uh ea is probably dead last uh, maybe tied with Bethesda. No, EA did uh, worse than Bethesda did. Okay, I, I, but Bethesda did terrible. Yeah, and then I'd yeah. say that Squeenix did uh, just a little bit better than Ubi because Ubi had a couple things that really irked. Ubi had a couple of people who came out and just were straight dead inside <laughs> and outside. Yeah, but all right. Let's let's jump over to Xbox's press conference because this is where we got a shitload of our announcements for games. This is actually a number two press conference for me. I'm assuming Nintendo is number one. He's a Nintendo yeah, fanboy, of it, course. It, I'm not a Nintendo fanboy at all. Uh, but it, I just feel like they did a better presentation. However, it's also a little unfair because they weren't. Yeah. I think Microsoft did very well. I know that I know that people were very cynical about it, and there were a lot of Microsoft isms throughout it. But overall, I think they did really well. No, I I agree, and you know people are cynical for good reason because it's Microsoft and they're very corporate about everything they do. But even then, I there was some there was some life, there was some soul to it. Oh yeah, no, it it seemed like most of the people who came out on stage were very happy about the things they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to the first thing, because this Can't is what wait every... to run through this with you. This is what everybody knows. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. 
showed us a trailer following up from the gameplay demo we got last year. Yeah, I feel like not a lot of people were mentioning this, but this trailer is a sequel to that 40-minute gameplay demo. They just swapped the gender of the main character. Yes. And from what it looks like, it's the choices that character made, which were Mm -hmm. kill everything. Mm -hmm. Um got them in trouble with the person who basically gave them the mission Mm -hmm. and then keanu reeves shows up in the trailer and that was such a great reveal it took me a second i was like is it it sounds like him yeah i i i was literally still beautiful well yeah, then he... Or breathtaking. Sorry, it was breath... Yeah. You're breathtaking. So I don't know why I said beautiful. Well, yeah, then after they do the his reveal in the trailer, I mean, like, beautiful. we're gonna burn this fucking city down. Yeah! That, yep. Uh, they cut to the stage, and sure as shit, Keanu Reeves walks out to announce the release date of April 16th, 2020. Now, mm-hmm. does anyone else agree he seemed a little confused to be there? Yes. <laughs> he and also, was... I think he was sick. Did anyone else notice his voice sounded very off? So, uh, yeah, I actually did. I, I wasn't going to say anything because, like, I don't know what he's going through or anything. But, yeah, he did seem a little – he might have been recovering from something. I love – I loved how genuine he was. Like, he kept being – when the crowd was cheering too long, he kept being like, he knew he had a time limit. He knew he had a speech he had to give. He's like, guys, yeah, I gotta, because, I gotta get through this. Yeah, and like every press, every person that they brought out, it was always weird to have somebody walk out on stage and say like two lines. They play a trailer, and then somebody else walks out on stage. But uh, I thought he did great. No, he did. And then the random guy who tried to heckle him, just like, "You're breathtaking. You're breathtaking." <laughs> You're all breathtaking. The the fucking internet has eaten that up, and Keanu Reeves is literally too humble of a human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Cyberpunk got a release date. That's the main thing from that, and it still looks really good. Indeed. Um, oh yeah. That that's another that's another interesting one, because they're giving behind closed doors gameplay again this year. Yep. Um, they uh they had come out and announced that, you know, the game was taking shape and people were worried that it was getting a downgrade in graphics and all that. Remember? Yeah. Um, and I've never been worried, even if the game has to go full cell shaded, I don't give a shit. It looks like an amazing game. Um, but, uh, I didn't see anything that made it look any worse for wear. I will say I've heard some feedback from that behind closed doors, gameplay stuff. And people are saying the gunplay feels a bit off. And all I can mm. say to that is, like, they're still working on it, guys. Yeah, and even even if it is, even if it ships and it's a little off, for what, if this game delivers on what it seems to be promising. I, it's going to be a yeah. fucking drop in the water of an awesome game. Yeah, yeah like, the, this game is so ambitious that I think that'll help float it through any problems. Yeah, Basically, it's going to be Deus Ex, but not stupidly convoluted and up its own ass with its story it might be we don't know uh look it's gonna be cyberpunk like yeah that's gonna be awesome yeah uh i actually want to take a second here from the conference talk about a prediction you made light that i kind of went really you think 
And then it showed up, and I was like, holy shit, he was right. Wasteland 3. <laughs> was not expecting yeah. that. <laughs> At all. Yeah, uh, so, truthfully, though, I... I knew that I knew that Wasteland Three was a game that that was gonna eventually come out, but I was joking on my prediction just because the Outer Worlds was on my mind. And then it came out, and we also got some new shit from Outer Worlds, which is I awesome. actually didn't even realize that they were revealing Wasteland Three until the title came up. <laughs> I I had my theory when they started showing the gameplay from it because I mm. played Wasteland Two. Mm-hmm. So. I had my theory, it looks really good, and I love the Prospector character. Mm-hmm. First round's on me. First round's on you. Um, yeah. But yeah, we got some more gameplay. We got some more stuff from Outer Worlds. That's, oh. I mean, it, it looks like Obsidian's making another Fallout game. That's another one. Nuts. Hi, Twy. Welcome yeah, to the conversation. Really. <laughs> for like 10 minutes <laughs> um but yeah going absolutely nuts oh yeah no outer worlds was basically a lot of the microsoft press conference was me making inhuman noises and for anybody who is I don't excited know about, about you but just not noises you would often hear outside of a bedroom <laughs> well uh, for anybody who is excited about outer worlds um the, that's another one that all the outlets are getting to show off gameplay and do interviews for. It, so. Yep, and I've actually seen some of the gameplay, and it does look like it's it. It looks like New Vegas, like for the gunplay, but better. No, 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 no lie, dude. That's uh, it, during an interview with IGN. IGN's like, we have to cover this. Uh, I'm getting New Vegas vibes, and they were just like, well, you can kind of consider it a, a spiritual successor, considering that, you know, we did it. We're, yeah, like we're literally the team who made Fallout and uh, New Vegas, like yep. the original Fallout and New Vegas. And like, this is them getting to do their thing. They're very excited, if only because uh, even though you can call those games uh, sci fi for being post apocalyptic, they're excited that they're doing an actual sci fi game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask your opinion on something just on podcast, though. Because we have so much, we have a lot of stuff to cover. Uh, Dragon Ball Project Z Kakarot, whatever the fuck it's called oh. now, the RPG. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you reminded me. I forgot about that. So, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm not as excited for it as I guess I should be, but that's only because this feels like it feels like I'm finally getting that Legacy of Goku remake. It feels like it's finally coming, and by that I mean an an action RPG yeah. that follows the storyline. Um but where I get disappointed is this is the team that makes all of the uh Naruto games. Oh. And there's just there's just something about the floaty weird combat button mashing of 3D Dragon Ball that is off putting to me and I'm worried about for this. Okay. I mean there was the Naruto RPG. Was there? Uh yeah that was uh that was a 360 game, I want to say. Oh, you mean Ninja Storm 1? No, Naruto Rise of the Ninja, I think it was. Yeah. Mm. Um, For this, it is not open world, but there are huge levels because you get to fly around. Uh, 
there seems to be a lot of Dragon Ball love. Uh, I don't like the combat that, at least from what I've seen, I don't know what it feels like, but it still has that. I know people love shit like Tenkaichi Budokai and shit like that, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But I all it is is mashing square. I mean, that's all <laughs> the Naruto fighting games were too, so it makes sense. I, I don't know. I'm still yeah. curious about it. I'll, I mean, I'd love to get my hands on it, don't get me wrong. Um, without being able to switch characters, it's going to be odd because after... So, so based on some of the interviews I, that I looked up and stuff like that after their presentation, they're hinting that it's going to cover Z start to finish. Okay. Um... Which would that that alone is actually more exciting than what I thought, where it would end with Frieza. I mean, um, that makes sense considering it is called Pro. It was originally called Project Z. Yeah, and I don't know, man. Uh, the uh, there's a huge chunk after the Saiyan saga where what are we gonna do as players? Like, are we gonna? Shadow box. We're gonna travel down Drake Way. But that's more interesting than like waiting to get to Namek or waiting to recover on Namek or waiting through the heart attack bit for the androids. Do you know that? Like, there's so yeah. many times where they have to Professor X uh, Goku because, you know, he would just come in and solve everything instantly. Yeah. That I'm a little trepidatious there but we can move on from that i've already said way more than i wanted to <laughs> it it looks i'm curious i don't know well i'm gonna fire like, I'm my gonna... last thing i'm sorry no, go the, for it. there's there's a ton of dragon ball moments like fishing with your tail that you somehow have when you fish now but there's a ton of little dragon ball nods i saw android 8 the uh the frankenstein guy for anybody who's not familiar like there's a ton of little things that, that excite me, but overall, meh. All right, fair enough. Uh, I'm going to list off just a couple of uh, random indie games that got announced that just look interesting to me. Uh-huh. Um, we got uh, Legend of Right. Not really up my alley, but it looks interesting because it looks like uh, it's can all... Can you dr- give, like, little descriptions I, so I, I know was, which one I was going are. to. Okay. Okay. Um, Legend of Right, it looks like a RPG that's drawn on notebook paper. Oh, it's like, yeah! It's like a puzzle... It's a flip art. Yeah, it's like a puzzle flip art RPG, so that looked kind of cool. Um, I was getting some real Zelda vibes from that. You were? Yeah. Alright. It feels like, it feels I mean, like it somebody... It's high fantasy, but... Yeah. Well, no, because like... Well, no, because, like, the traveling on the overworld and going to explore dungeon puzzles. But then once it got into what looked like combat and stuff, it feels like somebody who loved uh, the early Final Fantasy and Zelda games. Right. I mean, that's what it looks like, and it looks like it went for, like, a drawn art style, which looked really cool. Um, All of the hand-drawn stuff really got made hard. Yeah. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, it's... A sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest looked neat. Yeah, always. But yeah. we knew that was coming. Um, the Blair Witch game, which looks like it kind of operates on a Groundhog's Day type thing, but I don't know. That one came I, out. I thought it was a trailer for Outlast 3. Yeah. I thought I could see the Outlast. 
I thought it was like some weird Alan Wake reboot. Yeah, well, that's like I thought it was that at first when I saw the main character and then they showed the camera in the first person. I was like, okay, it's Outlast again. And then they showed the person staring at the wall and I was like, it can't be. No. And then, you know, it zooms out over the forest and it's the the twig thing from the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, yeah. so whenever it started showing the, the Blair Witch uh, uh, stick figure in the woods, I I turned to my partner and I was like, is that is that the Blair Witch symbol? I could not believe it. it even, even as the title appeared saying Blair Witch, I still couldn't believe that that's an IP that's getting a game. Yeah. But there is one indie game that you're going to cover. This is why I was asking for the blurbs that I'm absolutely ecstatic about and cannot wait to get my hands on. Is it the one? It might be the one I'm about to say next. Uh, start with a B. I don't know. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> um, oh. There was Spirit Fair, which is the one where you build uh, you build a boat. And oh, yeah, that looked nifty. Yeah, it looked neat. I like the... It, was another one that kind of had a drawn art style to it. That boat, by the way, is actually the raft of the afterlife. Oh, uh, okay. So you were right, Control. She is the fucking ferryman. Ah, yep. So look at that. Because we, me and yeah, Control I... were watching this together. Mm. Um, I, um, yeah, I literally found that out right before I hopped on call today. Okay. Well, cool. Good to know that you were right on that one. Um, we got 12 minutes, which is a game that takes place shockingly over a 12 minute (laughs) period, um, in multiple ways where you are trying to basically free your wife of a murder charge. Okay. That's the one I figured that was the one fucking game, dude. Yeah. That was a weird one to watch. Cause it was like, okay. And the first one he's talking about how he's already gone through the loop and what he's learned from past loops and how to play it out. And then it just starts flashing through all these alternate loops. It's like, yeah, yeah, in this loop, the detective's literally choking him out. In this loop, his wife might have killed herself. In the next loop, he's trying to reach for a gun. In another loop, they're both in handcuffs. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. Because I'm I'm curious about that. How... uh, Uh, how they're going to progress that it's like okay you play through it once and you learn fact one like fact why yeah and so you play through again and you bring up that factoid and now that unlocks an alternate option so you talk about that option and you learn a new fact but things still go south so you have to go through and each time just as you're getting these new details minor things keep changing but you keep having to go back i'm wondering if that's how it's going to be yeah, and I'm very excited to see how how often the the choices, uh, like how many choices do you get to make, like how, if you if you are in control of utilizing that knowledge, like this this game, oh, it looks very. This is one of the most exciting indie games I've seen in a long time. It looks interesting. Um, another there's one... there's a there's a game there's an indie game out right now that's called like one minute or something yep, like that. The one where you got to get. Uh, it's a RPG thing. You have sixty seconds yeah. to go through it, and every time you second go... hero. Yeah, I think that might be what it is. It's it's not it's not one minute hero, which was an old 
Yeah, no, it, I know the one you're talking about though. Like it's an R, it's mm -hmm. like a Zelda style RPG. Yeah, and after after the sixty seconds, you just wake up again. Yep, and every time, and like you, good. Every time you make it a little bit farther. Yeah, and you keep trying to progress. That's what this game reminds me of, but mm -hmm. it's in a, it's in a narrative thriller, which really sets me off more so than a Zelda style right adventure game all right i i got a bunch more to clear here so i know but just yeah 12 minutes that's the name of it i gotta remember that. all right so pumped about this uh we have way to the woods which it i'm just calling it deer simulator 2020 <laughs> oh yeah it's more like that deer simulator nifty. 20 uh 29.99 yeah it was like <laughs> everything is decrepit and there are no humans and you're just a deer wandering through this deep, like through the city as a deer, and the shadows have neon eyes. antlers. Yep, you got neon antlers, and you get to do that thing from Harry Potter where you suck the lights out of shit. Yep. Um, and then you release your Patronus. We have uh, Minecraft Dungeons, which AKA Minecraft Diablo. Yeah, Diablo for kids. Yeah, yep. which I'll be honest. That looks super fun. Mm -hmm. And it's coming to pretty much everything. We got the launch date in this conference for Jedi Fallen Order, which was 11-15-19. So that's nice. neat. Um, obviously, we saw Battletoads. Yeah, Battletoads. Oh, I got bad news for that. I'm sorry to anybody who works at GameStop. Yeah. I, know, not... I know what you're about to go through, and I'm <laughs> sorry. You did, yeah. It used to be a giant meme. Well, yeah, we'll call it a meme. It was even a though meme. It wasn't yeah, where you would just you'd call up a GameStop or an EB or whatever it was back in the day and ask for Battletoads. Like, yeah. Hey, do you guys have a release date for Battletoads? Oh, yeah. It it um, just because they would never come out with a new one, and now it's no. coming out. Yep. <laughs> so a uh, a thing about the Battletoads, uh is the initial gameplay demos that people have been getting mm -hmm. it it's bland and lifeless yeah the, you mean like the original battletoads was <laughs> well the original battletoads had some good sprite work particularly in the background that's true. and this game it's like for some reason just solid colors no designs uh, and they said even the animations on the toads themselves because they're like hand-drawn now no no juice hmm. that's a shame the game doesn't have chutzpah uh we yeah. have that new game from ninja theory the 4v4 uh multiplayer game it's basically a multiplayer version it's a it's a melee version of overwatch where you have heroes that all have abilities and you fight on maps it literally i forgot the name of it after it showed yep. up Oh hey, generic uh, arena. That bleeding shooter. edge. Yeah, that's bleeding. Yeah, edge. bleeding edge. You know, so, when they first said bleeding edge, I'm thinking like, oh sweet, are they going to be talking about new technology? Like, yeah, this yeah, is a bleeding edge technology style game. Fuck yeah, let's hear it. And then I started seeing it. I was like, what the fuck is this? And like, what's crazy is Ninja Theory has such a good like like I'll give them the benefit of the doubt just given their portfolio. Yeah. From Heavenly Sword all the way up to Hellblade, 
DMC was was great. Like they do action combat, even enslaved. Um, this one, I just I don't know, man. It it didn't, I didn't look, care about it. It didn't look good, and it was very forgettable. Um, yeah, it's a shame. Great studio. We got an expansion for State of Decay two. Forza Horizon two is getting a Lego expansion. Yeah. I mean, okay, okay, hold on, hold on. So first, I think the State of Decay thing looks cool. I don't know how you focus on two characters in a game series where permadeath is a thing. Uh, for this Forza, man, was I mad that they announced they were like people from Playground Games. I was waiting to hear the Fable Four now. Um, <laughs> then they unveiled the car, and I'm like, okay, DLC for Forza Horizon. That makes sense. Whatever. They're like, it's Lego. And I'm like, who the fuck cares? And I was, this is one moment where I was super cynical. But as that gameplay went on, there's that moment where a dumb Lego car is driving through the grass and it's all Legos and they're just like popping out like like Legos would. And then they hit like a street lamp at one point. It, it, for some reason, I was just like, this looks delightful. It does. It looks. It looks like they're Hot Wheels I expansion. It, but I want it. It looks fucking yeah. delightful. Um, of all the series to go fucking Lego, it's the hardcore driving sim. All right. So now, now we're. I, I'm gonna. Before we get to the major announcements from Microsoft, because mm-hmm. they had a couple big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Psychonauts Two finally got a trailer, and we found out Double Fine yeah. is joining Xbox Studios. So that's cool. Yep. Are we happy about that? I mean, I'm glad Tim Schafer's still getting I'm, work. I'm getting yeah. a Psychonauts 2. Yeah. Yes. We'll yes, see. I'm no, happy. it's it's not just about the Psychonauts part. It's like, so on the one hand, I'm happy to know that Tim Schafer's team will continue to eat. Um, But I'm worried that this will be a lion head. Mm. They're going to be like, you pump out this type of game. Uh, we'll make sure you have financial security and a couple years down the road, we're going to close you up. I don't think it will. I really don't. Do we think Microsoft actually knows what they're doing with all these studio acquisitions? No. I mean, do they know? I have no idea. I'm not a corporate executive. <laughs> um, we got Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Kind of excited about. Looks really cool. Yeah, me too. Age of Empires 2 remaster. Neat with Age of Empires four on the horizon. A yeah, game that, that I neat. a game that I had a happy little trouser accident about. Uh Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> Cause that, right. dude, that game looks fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Like, um I thought it was just showing off the new Google Earth. The <laughs> the ability to use satellite data in conjunction with their AI system, Azure. Yeah. Microsoft Flight Simulator is one hell of a selling point for Microsoft's AI. Yeah. Fuck yes, it is. And also, if I can get my pilot's license by using that, I'll be very happy. Um, grow, grow up. It'll never happen. Fuck you. All right. <laughs> so let's get to their major announcements because we obviously got a bunch from Gears 5. Actually, we only got one from Gears 5 because we didn't get jack shit for the story mode. Yeah. Hey, Gears 5. So it's going to be a thing. Weird. Yeah. Also, there's going to be a Left 4 Dead style spinoff game. That you can have. Dude, your... escape mode looks fucking dope. Okay. 
and I mean, it's a Left 4 Dead spinoff game. That, yeah, that's I mean, it's what still, it is. It, it does look dope, but that's what it is. It's like, Left 4 Dead spinoff. That, you, you, what does that mean? That doesn't mean anything bad. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I mean, if they do it right, yes, but it's a Gears of War game, not a, it's a waist high roll to cover, snap and shoot, get back to your waist high wall well, while your health regens. That's not a Left 4 Dead setup. It looks like they're changing that up, though, because from what I could see, they're not really doing the whole pop and shoot thing anymore. At least yeah. not for that, because there was like melee knife combat. Yep. Well, that's so the if, thing is for escape, the thing. for escape mode in particular, though, like I get, oh, it's Left 4 Dead because there are hordes. It feels like it's infusing a lot more into that, though. You got the time limit for the bomb. Right. You got the horde that you got to contend with, the and it looks mechanics. more fast-paced. I do, potentially, yeah, that you could stealth past yeah. the horde first. Um, and also, uh, I do agree that it, it does look less stop-and-pop for that mode in particular. But what I like is it feels like Coalition is in their element, and they're finally trying something. It, it looks like they're trying... They've gained our trust with Gears of War 4, so now they're trying to make a game that is their own. Yeah. Which I'm super stoked about. And we got a release date of 9, 10, 19. So that's the day before my I, birthday. Did they actually I am, show gameplay for it? Uh, Not in the no. conference. The gameplay was later. Okay. So There's... There's gameplay for escape mode. There's nothing for, for story that I know. Or multi, of. or like the versus mode. Well, and that's what yeah. I was curious about was escape mode gameplay. Yeah. No, there, there's gameplay they, that exists. You can look it up. They had them wrestlers under the stage. Yep. Just randomly playing I'm... escape mode for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Well, the one wrestler it makes sense because he's actually got a pretty big gaming YouTube channel. Uh, Xavier Woods. Um, obviously, I'm going to talk about, we got a new trailer for Halo Infinite. Um, oh, man. Oh, so, boy. I did want to tell you, Sedge, uh, they, they actually announced a couple things, like the, uh, you were talking about Chief's armor. Yeah. It's a hodgepodge of different eras. It's yeah. It's his newest. Um, well, the helmet is definitely the Mark VI. Like, it is distinctly the Mark VI from Halo 2. But, uh, yeah. Um, it's also, it's got it's got both sleeker elements from the older games and chunkier elements from the newer ones. Mm -hmm. uh, but one of the bigger things is that was almost, like, guaranteed Scarlet, running on Scarlet. Right. I and I mean we still didn't get a release date. We just know it's coming with Scarlet. Like it's launching with yeah. Scarlet in twenty twenty. Holiday twenty twenty. Yeah. It'll launch with it. We don't know if it'll we don't know if that means that's when it comes out. Cause it could launch sooner uh for Xbox One. I assume when they say it's launching with Scarlet that that is when its launch date is for Xbox One and Scarlet and PC. Yeah. I um, mean, yeah, that's a safe assumption. I'm just saying there is a chance that it launches prehand. True. Which I guess brings us to Project Scarlet. 
Um, yeah, okay. So they basically debuted xCloud Gaming, and I'm going to... They have two ways to stream for xCloud. You can either turn your Xbox One X into a personal server, and they xCloud Gaming for that for the street for that streaming is going to come out in October. So you have the next gen console because xCloud is going to transfer over to the next gen. So you have the next gen console in your existing Xbox One. Then they announced Project Scarlet, which is their new console which is running which is supposedly four times more powerful than the xbox one x runs at 120 frames per second has ray tracing hardware and has an ssd built into it which congratulations consoles you've finally caught up with the pc crap my connection might go wild here but i i I gotta so i gotta talk about a couple things regarding all of those announcements uh with uh scarlet um do you remember the Xbox One X announcement? They spent a lot of time talking about teraflops. Yeah. Remember, we we made a bunch of flopping jokes about it. Um, I noticed that this time they didn't say in what way it's four times more powerful. Uh, they said it was because of the they processor. I, I I I know I know what they were saying but they don't actually announce in what way it is quote unquote four times more powerful and they did not mention teraflops once right despite the tech however unlike the xbox one x release they showed actual video footage of the processor they're using Mm -hmm. and if you guys remember the time whenever i had the rumored leaks of of fucking stats and stuff uh the boring shit that didn't make any sense just a bunch of the amd navi and all that uh that was real legit apparently yep because uh they said everything including the gddr5 ram yep so good job but they are they basically outlined what might be a two grand pc what do we think they're gonna do for the price 600 can they afford that? If consoles don't make uh, develop consoles don't make the no, company I, I, money. I know. So. I know that they sell at a loss. What I'm saying is, um, uh, PS4 undercut Xbox at launch by uh, by going 3.99, where Xbox went 5.99. 5.99 is always considered a death knell for a launching console. I think. However, we do know that they're launching two consoles. And we do know that the higher price point did not hurt the One X and compared to the Pro. Right. I think with the power behind this, I'm going to go with 499 actually. So 500 okay. for the Project Scarlet. And then whatever they announce for their just purely streaming console will be... Mm-hmm. Um, or weaker or whatever, yeah. Yeah, will be 399 and that obviously on top of the One X that basically functions as Project Scarlet for the X yeah. for X Cloud purposes, which by that point will probably be like two fifty. So two predictions that I made that I made with certainty because there were a few that I did get right. No, mm-hmm. uh, there was plenty I got wrong, but two that I made with absolute certainty—the ones that I was convinced of 
uh, was going to be Fable 4 announcement and uh, the fact that they would say any, any member of the Xbox One family, you have the next-gen console. Right. Uh, thanks to our streaming service. Right. But I feel like th those two did not come to pass. And also, in, in conjunction with the streaming service, Xbox Game Pass, they basically are trying to combine Xbox PC and Xbox Live Gold into one. It's fourteen ninety nine mm -hmm. a month, and you get all three of those. Which I know... For, I really like... Go ahead. I, I know fourteen ninety nine a month is a bit... It, it seems a bit high for this, but you get access to their entire P game library mm -hmm. on Xbox and PC. You get the Xbox Live... It was a dollar if you signed up on uh, Sunday, which I did. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> um, and I've already gotten, you know, I've already used it. I've played Sea of Thieves on it. I've downloaded Forza, a game that I really wouldn't have gone out and spent money on. I played no. Gears 4. Yep, you played Gears it 4 was... and Void Bastards. Yeah, which it was, was really a lot of nice. It was really nice too to see how many games had in the lower left con uh, lower left of the screen said available day one on yep. Game Pass. And here's the other kicker though, and this isn't even something about E3. This is just something in general that Microsoft's doing. So I've been playing Sea of Thieves on my PC with control. I have friends who play it on Xbox. I can play with them. Yeah. Which I didn't know, because when I tried to do that shit with Halo Wars 2, it wouldn't let me. So, How long ago was that? That was on launch, so I don't know if it's different now. It I, probably is, because they've been pushing crossplay. Yeah, so that's fucking, that's fucking awesome. They announced uh, Metro Exodus... Handsome Collection, Arkham Knight, which, ooh. <laughs> um, oh, all... yeah. There was a, there was a rumor um, that I avoided during our predictions because I thought it was, I'm like, no way, uh, that they would release a DLC for Borderlands 2 that bridges it yep. to 3. And, and I honestly thought that was a dumb, like, like, they're not still working on Borderlands 2 DLCs. <laughs> and then they were. So that so, yeah. that came out for free. So that's pretty awesome. Yep. Um, let's finish out here with Nintendo. All right. Well, real quick. I like that they did the for Game Pass. They were like, it's ten dollars if you're a PC user. Uh, fifteen dollars if you want it for everything. Like that was pretty cool. Yeah. No, that was fucking awesome. Yep, and, and now I have it for everything. Which means I get Master Chief Collection on PC! Which, oh, also we got announcements about that. Um, each game will be $10, except for ODST, because it's just the campaign will be 5 um, which brings it to a total of $55 for every game if you want on a PC, but you can buy them separately, which is neat. So if you don't, if you're like me and you fucking hate Halo 4, guess what? <laughs> you don't have to pay for it. But with the Xbox version being released at $30 currently, that is quite a hefty price to pay for the PC ports. Mm -hmm. um, but let's move on to Nintendo. 
because we're we've been talking at our lovely listeners here in the gamer nation for uh dude, do not hours. do not do not mention the time on the e3 roundup episode but uh this one this is gonna be brief right no no i mean i didn't even watch nintendo's um i i watched most of it so we got mm-hmm. actual gameplay for animal crossing which it's animal crossing that yeah that they introduced you, crafting into it you have a raccoon Look. that'll break your leg benders if you don't pay your mortgage yep hmm. Look, uh, I'm I'm happy for anybody who's excited about Animal Crossing, but uh, for me that segment went on way too long in the direct. I do really enjoy Animal Crossing, um, and I'll probably get it day one. But yes, I agree with you. Uh, we got a couple of announcements for Smash Brothers characters. We have Banjo Kazooie. Damn, did we? Yeah. Yeah. So. Talker. Remember when I, <laughs> I I believe I made the prediction last week of Banjo and Kazooie getting a new game, and then mm-hmm. they announced that they're coming to Smash. So maybe not currently. It's not in development. But if this, if people are popping for the Banjo Kazooie for Smash, maybe we'll get a new Banjo Kazooie. I mean, if Microsoft sees the kind of love it'll get in Smash. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it's even in Smash means Microsoft is thinking about them. <laughs> yeah. Still no Master Chief for Smash, though. And then oh, uh, God. we got the hero from... Oh, what the fuck is that game? Dragon Quest. Yep. So That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's neat. Um, Resident Evil 5... Breath of the Wild 2? Yep. Breath of the Wild 2 got announced. Yeah, that was a neat little trailer. Yeah, a lot. So, there's a rumor floating around on the internet that people can hear "My Time Is Coming" at the end of it, uh, hmm. and they think you might be playing as Zelda for part of it. Yeah, it looks like she's more involved. I'm hoping. Yeah, I I'm hoping for like a selectable. <laughs> you mean a Legend of Zelda game where you get to play as Zelda? I know it's gonna throw people the fuck <laughs> off. That's just gonna confuse uh, everybody. Only in her chic form. <laughs> oh boy, but maybe it'd be like be... playing a Metroid game and actually playing as a Metroid. Oh dear how God! Much, how much fun would it be though if, for this Breath of the Wild sequel that they shit out, if uh, we get to watch Link get kidnapped by that mummy thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I'm thinking there might be a selectable protagonist kind of thing, so you can play as either Link or Zelda. Or co-op. Or dual campaign. Or, co- or dual campaigns. But that, if they do the Breath of the Wild thing, that's a fucking massive game. Holy shit. Well, I think it well, would be kind of like a, uh, not necessarily the entire campaign. So you're not like, okay, you have to climb each of the towers as each of the characters. Oh. But like, you go to the dungeon and you can select, like, play through it as Zelda, play through it as Link. Okay, so we're going with kind of an Assassin's Creed Syndicate type of thing here, where, like, everything in the overworld is done for both, but they each have their own certain story missions? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I could see that. That'd be nifty. I foresee it being more co-op than anything, if if I, that. I mean, maybe that'd be really cool, being able to go through Hyrule in a Breath of the wild size game with a friend. Mm-hmm. Um... 
we got a new trailer for No More Heroes 3, so thankfully, yes. you know, them holding the game hostage behind Travis Strikes Back uh, hmm. actually gave us a new No More Heroes game, which I can't really say much about it. It looks like a No More Heroes game. I'm pumped. I mean, I'm, I am too, but it, it's No More Heroes. Yeah. Um. Oh, my prediction obviously came true. We got Resident Evil 5 and 6 coming to Switch. Yeah. Which, I mean, cool, but also at the same time, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it they're not four, and they're not seven. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad they're coming to Switch. I'm I'm glad they are I, coming. I was during that. I was expecting a seven announcement somehow. Yeah. Just given all the crazy shit that they've been pulling off. Um. So they're coming to Switch. Oh, what the fuck else did we get? Oh God. Stalling for oh, I got a list right time here. here. Well, then... So we got grown-up Pokemon. Made by Platinum Games. Astral Chain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and was then, actually uh, really excited for that one when they announced it originally. The new Contra. Oh, yeah. And the Contra Collection, which is $20, by the way. Hmm. That's not bad. That's 10 games. Yeah. But, oh my god, that new Contra looks psychotic. Mm-hmm. But in the best way possible. Um, let's see, we have uh, that Damon X Machina. That looked weird. Yeah. Um, obviously... Panzer Dragoon? Oh yeah, that was weird, Panzer Dragoon. But, oh, we actually missed something on uh, Microsoft. Oh, the FromSoft game. Well, no, Fantasy Star. Oh yeah, that too. The Fantasy Star yeah. MMO getting uh, released stateside. Yeah, Fantasy yeah, Star. Here's two. an interesting one, interesting tidbit about that. Top right corner, whenever the splash screen comes up, powered by Azure. How? Why? What? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out later. Yeah, we'll find out when they tell us more. Yep. It's just interesting to think that somehow they're using their AI to power a game. game. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh, Panzer Dragoon. I'm not familiar with, and I just thought like, oh look, somebody else is actually doing Star Fox, but they're using dragons. Yeah. I was about to say. Well, and that's what it was back in the day. So. If this is a remake, okay. If it's a new one, interesting. Yeah, I mean, even still, it's good to know that they're still keeping the IP. So that's uh, exciting. They announced the the two that kind of shocked me as I'm, you know, delaying from other shit that was announced. Uh, Alien Isolation and Dauntless are both coming to the Switch. Oh yeah, Dauntless doesn't surprise me uh isolation kind of does yeah because isolation not as surprising as the big one but god isolation that's a very tech heavy game so i'm excited to see how that goes i also mean so there's the witcher 3 yeah oh my god yeah we need to talk about the big one there how the fuck did like, they get witcher 3 on switch the yeah, same way um, they got doom 
yeah, Doom is also Doom Eternal and the uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood are coming to Switch. But yeah, I just I don't know, man. I really thought that we would not see a Witcher three on Switch, even though I know that they can, you know, basically code to the metal with that game. Mm-hmm. I really didn't think that we would see that game in particular without like a Switch Pro. And I've seen the graphical comparisons. It looks, I mean, of course it's CD Projekt Red, but man, they have taken their time to optimize this for Switch. Yeah. There's uh, there's full-on differences in polygon count. Like, they went in and they redesigned this game from the ground up. It, Which is kind of surprising. Most yeah. companies don't do a ground-up rebuild. Yeah. But that just shows how dedicated they are to bringing it to the Switch. Makes you wonder what they'll do with Cyberpunk. I'm kidding. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't say that because every time I think that we reach the limits, they announce a new game that shouldn't be able to exist. The, the, yeah. But it's like, no, if they brought that out, it would melt the switch. Hey, we're bringing it out. What? Okay. What? <laughs> All right. Hey, it didn't melt the switch, and it actually runs really well. It drains the battery like no tomorrow, but... Does that cover it for everything that we want to talk about? Because I have to go back to next-gen consoles real quick. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention is that apparently this entire E3 was the year of the Terminator, because Gears 5 <laughs> and fucking... <laughs> Uh, Ghost Recon both have Terminator DLC coming. Hmm. So the apparently... Gears one excited me. The Ghost Recon one confused me. <laughs> well, the well Ghost Recon Wildlands had a Predator DLC at one point. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I I guess it makes sense, but why why Terminator? <laughs> they don't die well to guns. <laughs> We've seen that. In fact, I'm pretty sure that Arnold tanked a hit from an M, uh, an M40 grenade launcher. <laughs> It'll be fun. Yeah. Obviously, you designed the final boss level to have some kind of lava to melt him. Yeah. Shoot the barrels that hold the lava. Yeah, or, or acid. A, or acid, or fucking uh, nitroglycerin. Or not nitroglycerin. What the fuck is... What What? What am I thinking of here? Cold stuff. Hydro... The uh, liquid nitrogen. Yes, that one. Thank you. Are you there? <laughs> Brain stopped I mean, working. Holy shit! I mean, anything that's recorded to be able to stop the dude, make big tanks of that, and have the gun just shoot those. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll we'll see what happens when that when it actually launches. Now, what did you want to say about next gen consoles, Light? Oh man, I popped back in at the right time. Good. Um, so during that presentation for Scarlet, they were talking about all oh, how fancy it is and how they somewhat how have a fucking hardware solution for ray tracing, um, which is nuts. Sony's saying the same thing, but uh, and I know that they're both working on it real hard, but it the technically speaking, if you went out and bought the same shit that they're using you couldn't ray trace. So it's like, what's happening here? What what technical wizardry is happening? But they also touted um, resolutions up to 8K and 
frame rates up to 120. And now that does not mean that they're saying their next powerful console will be able to broadcast in 8K at 120 frames per second with ray tracing, right? You know? Yeah. Um, but here's my thing is, uh, and, and I wanted your guys' take on this too. I, I don't care about resolution anymore. Like, I'm satisfied if we go as high as full HD, which is 1080p, and and maybe 1440p. I don't care about 4K. I don't care like, about the 4K resolution. Give me 4K polygon. Like exactly. Give me, give I think me when a it comes to fucking polygon, so that exactly. my character doesn't look blocky as shit. It's literally a smooth edge. Yeah. I think that I think that ray tracing. 120 uh, frames per second, polygon counts. I am way more interested in that when it comes to graphics than I am resolution. I think we could have stopped at 1440p, and I think that we should be focusing on frame rate. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. And and like Control said, like, give me 8K fucking polygons. Hell yeah, like... I'd much rather my processing power go to making the world look better than just making it to where I don't see the individual pixels. Yeah. Because if we have if we have the power and we're foc- and we're only focused on um, the bare minimum UHD resolution of like 1440 or just full HD 1080, if we're just focused on that and we can put the efforts into things like anti-aliasing then who gives a shit about pixels? You know, uh, it would smooth out the blockiness, but if we had the polygon count, uh, and again, I think ray tracing is going to be another thing. What made that in-engine Halo footage so cool-looking to me was being able to see the ship and dude reflected in Chief's visor accurately. Yeah. There, there's no reason that it, it, in the eighth generation and then soon to be ninth generation of consoles that we have video games where you walk in front of a mirror and don't see anything reflected. <laughs> and so I think that ray tracing, just like I think uh, high dynamic range lighting, I think those are vastly superior when it comes to blowing people's minds graphically than just bumping up the resolution for me oh yeah no resolution no more mattering at uh 1080p yeah after that there's almost no discernible difference between that and 4k and it's just like okay yeah but why does the lighting and the shadow work look like ass look like ass i i i (laughs) i don't think that we're gonna see a jump like we did when we went from sixth gen to seventh gen like when we went from standard def to high def, we'll never see another resolution jump again like that. No, in my until opinion. we get cybernetic eyes. Yeah, or like everybody's TV is the size of a wall. Then you yeah. notice or the we, difference between 8K and 1080. Or we just get, you know, like hollow deck. Yeah. But uh, like, no, and that's that's the thing is when you look at a video game nowadays, you're not like you don't you don't count the pixels. Because mm-hmm. you don't see the pixels. What you look at is, well, yeah, I see that this guy's got a light behind him, but I'm not really seeing like a good shadow work. 
You know, I, I'm looking at this guy, and as you said, with the mirror, it's like I'm standing in front of a mirror, and uh, why why is the mirror fogged up? Look at all the people who were legitimately convinced their character was going to turn out to be a vampire in the Order 1886, just because their mirrors don't reflect anything. Yeah. <laughs> or like how gross uh, uh, the first Watch Dogs game looked. Because of the the way it reflected the city, uh, it, it was it was this weird fucking picture that didn't match what was behind you. Yeah, made it look like a PS2 game in HD. Right, and like, the, I I was playing uh I was playing GTA San Andreas. Those fucking mirrors reflect. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it'll never not bug me. And, and I think that that's frame rates are way more important than I think uh, the the corporate people seem to realize. Well, and frame that, rate doesn't matter anymore because we're getting well, 60 frames a second, which is almost that that's life. Life yeah, happens um, at 60 frames per second. That's what we process at mentally. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. I mean. We're closer to a 30, but there's so much weird shit with biology that it's like it's like trying to say what is the resolution of your eye. Yeah, so like, well, and you, you're correct, which is why right. movies are usually filmed in 30 frames a second, not 60, yeah. because if you hit 60, apparently it does something to your brain. Well, like it, you, it you looks... You don't process it right. Yeah, it, also film looks cheap when you go higher up, but here's the thing, like, on that subject. Uh, so... 60 frames, I think once you're going above that, it, it, it is weird. I don't understand the people who try to target 120 because it, it matters more for input than anything. Um, yeah, well, and for video games, like for an FPS, yeah. that, that's yes. where people get freaky about it because it's like, oh, well, I can hit my shot better because I can get that flick because I have yeah. more frames to get my input in. And it's like, boy. Your input has to go to a server. Yeah. Your that server is doing the prediction, not based on your FPS. Yeah, there is still lag no matter what. Um, even with a wired controller, you still got a little bit. Uh, but, like, okay, so for games, 60, I think, should always be the target. It's weird how many games go 30. Not that it's ever bothered me, but I do see it. I think that, I think that there is an actual jump in quality. When you hit 60, just like for films, yeah, 24 to 30 frames is where they're usually at. Uh, the Hobbit, when that came out, that was actually released at 48 frames per second in only in theaters where they could handle it. Uh, if you watched it in 2D, it made it look really cheap. And so some people were turned off by it, but that's because what it actually did was smooth out the picture for the 3D viewer. So if you're making a 3D film and you film at 48 frames per second, it's a lot easier on the eyes hmm. um, because of that smoothness. But but yeah, I think frame rates, um, high dynamic range lighting, uh, ray tracing, polygon count, um, physics, making shit like move, not weird. Like this stuff to me is more important. Yeah, I agree. Um, the the processing power tech is going to be where the next gen is going to win or lose. 
I just hate that they're trying to prep for 8K in an era where people still haven't adopted 4K yet. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, From uh, the same company that put their bet on 723 or 720p <laughs> during the HD era, and they were like, we think that the average consumer will stick with 720p. Yeah. Now they're like, now it's 8K. And everybody's like, no, we're still at 1080. It's like, shit. We have we haven't even gone to 4K yet. Uh, it's gonna be 8K. And yeah, I think stopping at 2K, uh, which is 1440p, right, is fine. Yeah. No, I I agree. Um, that's it for my rant. All right. As, as an aside, before we wrap up, uh, I took a look at Gears Escape. Okay. It's it's gears. It has the same movement mechanic as gears. You just have an ability that grants like a melee skill. Oh. That's so yeah. One of the characters has like electric whips that she pulls out as her special. So that's that's what that was. Otherwise, it's still just pop, it's still gears. just the pop and shoot. Yep. Oh, yeah. Nifty stop and pop. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Uh, you guys got shit to plug this week? Uh, since I'm still kind of readjusting to my move, sadly I won't be streaming this week. Um, just because I don't have a desk. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, but they can still find you on Facebook.com slash review, right? Yes, and I'll be uh, I'll be doing a write up during the weekend for E3 and kind of my opinion and outlook. All right. Cool. cool. You guys have more of the in-depth and all the nitty gritty and the specific games. I want to do more of a general vibe of E3. Fair. Cool, cool, man. Fair enough. Uh, Light. Yeah. So uh, this week, I think that all I have to say is I'm starting to finally write again. And so on talk amongst yourselves tay.kinja.com uh i'm gonna be posting some more uh there very soon so all right and uh obviously you can find us the gaming casual on twitter at gaming casual pod it's where you'll get all of our updates and stupid shit from us hmm. um facebook.com groups gaming casual podcast uh, join there so we can interact with you guys and figure out what the hell we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, or if you just want to yell at us for no reason. Um, you can find me, uh, twitch.tv slash lordsedge, twitter.com slash, er, at sedge underscore gaming on Twitter. Um, and if you like this podcast and like listening to nerdy people talk about their lives and other nerd shit, Go check out uh, my friends who do the Discount Podcast. Um, you can find them on Spotify, Anchor.fm, and they also have a Facebook group. So go check them out. Uh, we hope you guys like the Roundup episode, and we will see you next week. Cheers. Farewell. Cheers.
Hey guys, Sedge here. Uh, just wanted to give a quick shout out to our intro music, 8-Bit Onward by Heatley Bros. You can find them on YouTube, and I will be posting the link in the description. Thanks. Bye.